this is <laughs> this is the hundredth episode of my podcast. I I can't believe it. And I was trying to figure out whether I'm the kind of person who needs milestones to achieve things, you know, deadlines. And I'm pretty sure I am. But something odd happened with this podcast. Um, this particular episode, which was that I kind of put it off for a really long time because 100 felt really big. Doing something a hundred times is really big. Days of my life have been spent, weeks of my life have been spent thinking about this podcast and preparing for it. And I wanted to make the hundredth episode about what it's like being a creator. Because there aren't too many creators who actually speak about what it's like being a creator. You only ever see the final product the polished, refined thing with all the nice edits. But I wanted to give you all an insight into my experience of being a creator and how I've found it over the years. So this podcast, Lost in Thought, has been going for five years. Um, This is, as I said, the 100th episode, and I've interviewed, I don't know, 40, 50 people, uh, 50 academics, you know, public figures, comedians, so many different kinds of people. And then I've kind of recorded episodes by myself where I've spoken about my own mental illness and my experience with antidepressants and with therapy and with loneliness and isolation and romance and all of these kinds of things. And so it's been a really wide-ranging podcast, and I think part of the reason why it has appealed to listeners is because it is a wide-ranging podcast, and so you can kind of pick and choose. Um, But I guess part of the reason why I do it is because I don't think there are enough instances where you can hear what a stranger's life is like in an honest way Um, especially a a person who creates content because content creation in order to be successful a lot of the time needs to be super refined and polished and so you never actually see or hear what it's like being this person behind the camera the person who prepares all the notes who does all the research And yeah, I want to speak about that in this episode. So I think that's going to be the focus. Um, The themes of this podcast are probably the only thing that's been consistent. My releasing of episodes hasn't been consistent. My editing hasn't been consistent. My interview schedule hasn't been consistent. There are interviews that I've sat on for over a year that I haven't edited because I'm you know, uh, things come up, things get in the way, and um, I'm not perfect. And so I lose track of things sometimes. But yeah, I want to talk about what it's like being a content creator, because this is a milestone. A hundred podcast episodes is a milestone. Um, And it feels like a really big milestone for me, given 
how much I've transformed my own life by doing this podcast um, and how much it's allowed me to think about the kind of work that I want to do and what people are interested in and how I can kind of target that intersection between my interests and the interests of others. Um, Yeah. So I guess I wanted to talk, I wanted to start by speaking about uh, how strange TikTok is because TikTok has been the platform where I've had the most success by far. Um, I think like statistics wise, like maybe over 20 million views on my videos, which is like, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but it's a lot of people, right? That's reached a lot of people. And this podcast, on the other hand, is not anywhere near that successful. Um, and it's really made me consider the kind of work that I want to be doing Uh, or that is going to be sustainable for me in the long term because making a podcast that isn't successful financially as your main thing is not going to work unless you have finances to draw on and as a philosophy student you know that's a a kind of um, you know really would be a really self-destructive thing for me to invest in uh, doing a podcast with all my energy that isn't successful. And so over the past like 18 months, I've jumped between a number of different platforms, Um, Instagram, TikTok, and I guess podcasts, and a number of of different types of content, videos, uh, interviews, public interviews, essays, um, documentaries. I've done all of these kinds of things and I have slowly learnt what works and what doesn't, both for me and for audiences. And I think the single biggest thing I've learnt is that anything will be successful if it's sincere and consistent. Um, If it's sincerely bad and consistent, it'll be good if it's sincerely funny and consistent it'll be good and be successful um and those two things sincerity and consistency are nearly impossible um because being sincere often means ignoring what will be successful and this is a struggle that i've really had with the kind of content that i create like you know philosophy videos politics videos and stuff um You can't be sincere because people, a lot of the time, are interested in current events. Uh, And so you have to kind of, at least I've had to kind of reconfigure my sincerity and my commitment to like reflecting my current interests. I've had to reconfigure them around this idea that ultimately I need to respond to trends because that's how you climb. And that's how you establish yourself as a thinker or as a video creator or as a content creator or whatever. Really, it all 
uh, I feel like the one lesson I've learned is that the way to be successful as a digital creator is to respond to trends. Um, and this has made me quite sad because uh, my particular attitude to content creation is a politically motivated one. Like I want to engage people in discussions about the kind of world we want to live in. And that's where I bring in philosophy um, and various different ideas and things that I find helpful to understand the world. But uh, uh, when, you, when you're a content creator, you just kind of release something and people engage with it. And then occasionally they'll message you about it. But it's not a conversation. It's just kind of this independent, context-free thing, like a video that you make that just suddenly exists on someone's TikTok feed or on someone's podcast feed. And they listen to it and they learn some stuff and that's it. You know, they're a complete stranger. Like I'm sure many of the people who listen to my podcast or watch my videos, in fact, I'm sure like 99.9% of them are complete strangers. Um, And this is really alienating for me. It's really nice because I'm like delighted that people uh, who kind of aren't in my immediate circle are able to engage with the things that I say and respond to the things I say. But the response is limited because you you know you can't you can't like you can't reply to every message you get you can't reply to every comment you get and there have been periods of time where I've tried to do this where I've like been like okay for the next two hours I'm going to respond to all these different comments and messages that I get and it's so distressing you know it's you're kind of opening yourself up to um commentary about your life and your opinions and your appearance and all of these things by complete strangers. And this is really complex. It's a really complex experience that really nothing compares to. There is nothing like putting something out there and just kind of watching strangers engage with it. Um, I feel like this is a really unique experience that is probably limited to like, you know, I guess like anyone who has a creative output, like an artist or a musician, or um, I guess in my case, like a content creator. Uh, And this is really puzzling, like this, this kind of relationship that isn't a relationship, you know, it's a kind of context free relationship where you put something out and you hope that it reaches people and it probably does reach people and you just have to be like okay i've done my job that's it it's reached people there's nothing more i can do and then you move on to the next thing and i'm the kind of person who uh requires i'm not too good at generating like validation from the inside i require like external validation to know that the things i this is pretty normal you know to feel comfortable and satisfied with the kind of quality of my work 
I think this is why I've been at university for so many years because you get direct feedback <laughs> on the things that you make, on the essays you write, on the opinions you have. You know, they get challenged, they get criticized, they get rewarded, they get shut down, whatever. You get direct feedback. But when you make a podcast, when you make YouTube videos, um, when you make TikTok videos, you don't get this. It's not as clear. You know, you can go through the comments section, but people often, you know, aren't there to give you direct feedback. They will take what you've said and be like, okay, this is what I think about it, rather than being like, hey, you know, I really enjoyed your video, you know, or I really enjoyed your podcast. That's probably like less than, it's definitely less than 1% of the type of engagement I get. Um, And I don't mind being the kind of springboard for people to talk about things. I enjoy it. Like, Uh, I think it's an important role to play to get people speaking about things. But one thing that's really complex is that a lot of the discussion that takes place doesn't feel very productive. And partly, I think I'm to blame for this because I realized pretty early on that one way to get a lot of traction on a platform like TikTok, for example, was to speak about things that were going to rile people up. Um, because this is what the algorithm is going to prioritize, you know. No one is going to challenge the claim that I'm about to make, which is that apps like TikTok and Instagram, their number one priority is to retain user attention, to keep users on the app. What's going to do that? It's going to be stuff that's, that makes you have a really powerful emotional response. And what's a powerful emotional response that going, that's going to keep you on an app? It's going to be something like anger or frustration or disgust. You know, something that really generates a powerful feeling that makes you want to respond to whatever you've seen. And I really, I've really capitalized on this in the past. You know, I've made videos that have intentionally kind of um, tried to get people worked up. You know, I've made like cheap jokes, cheap political jokes, whatever. Uh... And I've tried to move away from this because while it does bring a lot of attention to the work that I do or like, you know, to my platform or whatever, ultimately, I don't think it does anything apart from like wind people up. It doesn't position anyone to feel like they can have a conversation with you. It doesn't position anyone to feel like I'm going to take what they say seriously. And sadly, um, sincere content doesn't have the same kind of appeal at least immediate appeal you really have to establish yourself over a long period of time as a figure who can reliably comment on things and who isn't going to be super erratic Um, maybe you can do both i feel like there are lots of you know really great public figures who do both you know they have their serious content and then they have their kind of content where they respond to things and make like, you know, throw away comments and get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. This is kind of part of what it means to be a content creator today, I feel. But my goal with this podcast and with the other content that I make, I guess there are a few, and I think it might be helpful to explore them here. Um, One of them is 
to be able to turn it into something that I can direct all my energy towards. And I'm, this is a really slow process. Like you really have to establish yourself as someone who is going to be trusted and who people are going to want to engage with. And you don't get there overnight. You know, this takes a really long time. And the issue is you have to be willing to make years worth of free content to get to this position. You know, I've made hundreds of TikTok videos, maybe even thousands of TikTok videos. You know, I've made a hundred different podcast episodes. I've interviewed all of these different people and I've probably made $1,000 in total from like patronage and from once-off donations. Um, And so, you know, if we were thinking about this as a job, I would have been paid like a few cents an hour probably. Um, two cents an hour, three cents an hour, if you averaged up all all the hours. And so as a young person who doesn't have people who are dependent on me, this is something that I can do. Uh, But as I get older and as anyone gets older, you know, if you start thinking about family or mortgages or, you know, this, you know, thing that people talk about, financial security, you really have to like evaluate what is going to allow you to live the kind of life that you want to live. And the precariousness of being a content creator is extremely stressful. Like, and I'm shocked that many content creators don't even speak about this ever. Like there'll never be a commentary on what it's like, you know, between jobs or what it's like making something for a few years with like a kind of small audience who are engaging with it where you're not receiving anywhere near enough to kind of pay the bills. No one speaks about this. And part of the reason why I don't think anyone speaks about this is because firstly, we have really closeted, a really closeted cultural approach to money. You know, people are really afraid to speak about money. And secondly, a lot of the people who do become content creators have made it, right? A lot of the people who do it consistently and who are big, like they've made it. And so they're probably in a position where the financial side isn't so much of an anxiety for them. I think it's very rare for people to persist for years and years without success. Uh, And I feel like I'm getting to a point where this is becoming a real anxiety for me. Um, I don't know at what point it would be reasonable to kind of pivot into something else. I don't know how many years I'm supposed to give it. And I guess one bit of solace for me or one bit of calm for me is that I feel like I keep changing and like adding new things to the kind of work I do. Um, And I often see this in other creators, like they'll start with like a podcast and then they'll start a business and then they'll do consulting and then they'll like teach something and then they'll write a book and you can just kind of go off in all of these different kinds of directions. And I guess I haven't started a business, but like I've done, you know, I've taught a philosophy course. Um, 
I've done like public events. I've done like a number of different things, all of which I'm able to promote through my platform. Uh, And I guess all of this is reliant on having a base of people who are interested in you and care about the kind of work you do and want to engage with it. And that is the really hard thing to continue putting time and energy into, especially when you need money, which everyone does. So, yeah, I guess this 100th episode feels to me like a really important moment where I need to think about what my personal goals and ambitions are, um, but also as someone who's getting older, what my financial goals and ambitions are. Because at this point, I think my like political position has meant that I haven't seriously planned my future financially. I haven't really, I've kind of been like, oh, you know, it'll work out. But I don't think that's the right approach. It, it, it doesn't, you know, like it might, but I think most of the time, uh, like, you know, people always talk about success being random and, um, and this kind of thing, but I really don't think that's true. Maybe for people who are kind of direct beneficiaries of nepotism, it's true, but everyone I know who's been successful has essentially got there by being incredibly consistent and dedicated to their practice. And this is something that I haven't been able to do. Um, I have been like, you know, over the past five years, I've like semi-regularly released podcasts, but I haven't been able to do this thing that some people are able to do where they're like, okay, every Monday, every Friday, I'm releasing an episode. I'm going to record an episode between 5 and 6 p.m. Um, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I just need to try that. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm going to try that. You know, set a time and work around it. Um, so yeah, these are just some thoughts about a hundred episodes of podcasting. The impact on my anxiety, uh, and also what it takes to engage people which is curiosity, commitment, discipline, and care. So this is a pretty different episode. I hope you learned some stuff. Uh, If you did, maybe leave a review and say, I learned something. If you didn't, uh, I'm sorry, go listen to another episode that that's an interview with an interesting person or something. Um, You know where to find me on Instagram at Alex Hamo, on TikTok at Alex Hamo. And if you really enjoyed the podcast, or if you really enjoy the podcast, Patreon would be greatly helpful. There'll be links in the bio on whatever platform you're using. Thanks so much for being here. 100 episodes. What an honor. Um, if you ever have any episode ideas, if you think there's a person who you'd want me to interview, let me know. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode, which will be on Monday, because now I'm committed to doing it every Monday and Friday. So, happy new year, even though it's February 25. Bye.